they show these same programs, the rock concerts on television, and it's just like all hell was let loose. In fact, you may not like what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it anyway because I'm not afraid to speak out. I think that the music in hell for eternally be some of this rock music with all its vulgarities and all of its sexual innuendos. And uh, here they were stripping themselves, the fellow running around in a little uh, G-string. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. You get a dose of the Holy Ghost filling you, controlling you, and you'll be singing a new song and get rid of all of those stinking rock records. Coming up on this episode of The Commercial Break. One of my biggest pet peeves is people that are late. Late is wasting your fucking time. It's disrespecting you. It is very Five or ten minutes late, I'm not that guy, right? I'm not the guy who says, like, a minute early is ten minutes late, you know? I'm not a fucking Marine. (laughs) I don't have the balls for that. But... But yeah. the truth is, is, is that you're disrespecting my ge- my general time. And right. And this isn't the only thing I already I don't want to do meet today. with you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> when he so. does a work of art that's that is commissioned, right? Because I think mm-hmm. he does like commissioned artwork mm-hmm. uh, for charity yeah. or something like that. So when he does commissioned art, then it sells for millions yeah. of dollars. But he doesn't mm-hmm. allow the street stuff to be taken. No. And that's just fucking rude if I don't say so myself. But here's the problem with Banksy or Bansky or whatever his name is. With Bansky, Banksy, Banksy, <laughs> Banksy, Banksy, come and see my Banksy. <laughs> Picturing a cane involved yeah, in this Yeah, you got dance. cane and there's <laughs> the, the clodhoppers. <laughs> the boss would be like, how are we going to make this up? How are we going to get $150,000 corporate, you know, corporate earnings, blah, 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 blah. And what they would do is they'd sit in these meetings and they'd be like... And the boss would be like, uh, Brian, how much of that can you make up? And then the person who was running the station would be like, 149000 <laughs> I'd be like, I didn't say that. The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. The best part of waking up. Is going back to bed. <laughs> True. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Welcome to the commercial break episode number. What number is it? It's 30. 30. I know. I knew 30. you knew that because you're dirty keeping track. 30s. It's the dirty, dirty 30s. 30s. I remember when I turned 30 years old, I that birthday felt like it was like that. This is the end. This is certain death <laughs> is coming, right? It's the end. I'm 30 years old. Little did I know I was right. I was right about it all. I was right about it all. Just a new chapter. Yeah. It's like, but it's toward the end of the book. You know what I'm saying? It feels like it's toward the end of the book. It's like you've already learned the plot, and now you just want to get it over. I just want to get it over with. To say you, you accomplished something. That's yes. right. I just want to accomplish something. It's uh, probably election day when you're listening to this. Or I don't know. Maybe it's election day. Maybe it's after election day. Maybe we already know the outcome of this hotly contested election oh, wow what a what a year what, what an election a fucking crazy ride oh, i'm I ready just, for it all yeah but to... the thing is, is that i i have a feeling that if you're listening to this on tuesday that this is just getting started and probably mm. not ending i have a feeling but i hope that i'm wrong um yes. whatever and of course we're recording this on sunday which uh you know it's daylight savings time Let's all just be adults in the room and say that what the fuck are we doing with daylight savings time? I hate it. I don't care. But you get an extra hour of sleep. (laughs) 
Oh, do I? You fucking shithead. I don't care about the extra hour of sleep because here's what really bothers me. It really bothers me that it's dark outside when I'm doing half the things that I'm doing now because that's going to start. It's already dark outside. I don't, and I don't even know what time it is really, but it's already dark outside. <laughs> it feels like it should be light outside. But the part that's really bugging me is that you remember when you were in your 20s and you, or <laughs> when you were 42 and you used to go out and tie one on, be out till three or four in the morning. Yes. And then you'd wake up at 1130 or 1.30 in the afternoon and you knew that because the sun was a certain position in those shades that your whole day was fucked and you were never going to yeah. get it back. You were you late for something. You missed work. Yeah, you get, the whole yeah. day is gone. Now it's pissed. It's whole pissed. I feel <laughs> like that every winter morning. I'm just like, oh, shit. No, half the day is gone because half the day is gone. Now mm-hmm. I got to do everything in the dark. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, you definitely have to kind of rearrange your schedule. And they're always like... Be sure and set your clocks back. Da, 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 but, you know, da, da. now that with iPhones and digital technology, everything gets kind of done automatically. However, my kitchen microwave did not today, and it scared me. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, I'm running late, which <laughs> brings me to something that I started thinking about here, which was people who uh, are consistently, constantly late. Oh. I'm an on-time person, and I think me it's too. because I grew up with a mom who and my grandmother who was they were they were always late they were those and the late lose we were waiting on them to go somewhere to the, go to the family dinner to go you know whatever and so it kind of taught me to just be on time do what you say you're going to do respect other people's time don't mm, make mm, them wait mm, mm, and mm. uh yeah it really it's a pet peeve i have a sus- i have a suspicion that something <laughs> has happened in the, in the last week that you're not going to say because we know him by name, but something has happened and someone has been late to an occasion. Oh, yes. No? Yes? Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm okay with like a five or ten minute lull. You don't even need to call at no, five no, or no, ten no, no. minutes. Five, after ten, ten minutes. minutes yeah, it's ten, ten, uh, after ten minutes, you start, maybe you give a courtesy call I or think, a courtesy text. Yeah, However, I agree. when somebody is 30 minutes late and it, this is every time and it's blamed on traffic, or blamed on things. I'm like, well, how did you think I got here? I didn't helicopter in. <laughs> I also was I, in, I also went through I also the traffic. Like went ahead and oh, thought about. And by the way, coming to meet you on time. Yeah, we <laughs> we worked with a person that was yes. late. Thirty minutes was like the earliest. Thirty minutes late was the on timest this person would have ever been. Yes. Well, I got stuck in traffic. I hit it, and I'm like, yes. listen, always something. If you're if you if this happens five days a week. Then why mm-hmm. don't you just leave 30 minutes earlier? Yeah. But I didn't think this. Oh, oh, come on. Really. I got stuck in traffic. I get stuck in traffic, too. That means I leave 15 minutes late. One of my biggest pet peeves is people that are late. Late is wasting your fucking time. It's it disrespecting is, it you. It is very Five or ten minutes late. I'm not that guy, right? I'm yeah, not the guy who exactly. says, like, a minute early is yeah. ten minutes late. You know, I'm not a fucking Marine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the balls for that. But. But yeah. the truth is, is, is that you're disrespecting my ge- my general time. And right. And this isn't the only thing I already I don't to want to do meet today. with you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I already don't want to be here. And now you're making it more miserable because you're going to you're dragging my time on and on and on. Right. I dated someone that could never on time was a concept that they just did not understand. If we had to be at a dinner at eight o'clock. She would start getting ready at 7.45, and that process would take an hour and a half. And it well, was see, like, come that's on. that's the thing. You got to plan, especially being a girl. Like, you're doing the same things, pretty much. You know how you want to, how long it takes to blow dry your hair, how long it takes to put on your makeup, get ready, that kind of thing. So just plan. That's just it. plan for it. Just plan. <laughs> just that's plan all you got to do. And now you got to plan an hour, an hour earlier. 
Uh huh. Oh right. But yeah. Well, listen. Uh, my mom's coming over for dinner here uh, at some point this evening. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> and I bet Astrid a thousand bucks that she was going to show up to our, to our house an hour late because <laughs> every time the clock changes. Oh, Hi, yeah. Brian. It's your mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. Listen, I know we have to change our clocks back. How do you do that? Mom, it's July seventh. We don't have to change our clocks back until October. <laughs> I know, but I just want to be prepared. Okay, well, listen, uh, your phone will automatically do it, and the television will automatically do it. Yeah, I don't want to misjudge Judy. Okay, well, listen, the whole TV station, they take care of all of that behind the scenes. Oh, they do? You mean if I don't change my clock, I won't misjudge Judy? No, Mom, they're, they're going to show it at the time that it is currently. Which is what? It's going to be an hour behind. So if it's five, now it's six? No, if it's six, now it's five. Oh, okay. <laughs> what about... What about the clock in my bathroom? You have a clock in your bathroom? I do, but it hasn't worked in a long time. <laughs> okay, Mom, well, I don't think you have to worry about that clock. Okay, well, what if I say I'm going to call you at 5.30 and then my phone changes? Do I have to call you at 4.30? <laughs> no, Mom, you just call me at when, it, when the clock says 5.30 on the phone. Wow, these phones are really smart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are, Mom. Okay, thanks, hon. I'll see you at 6.30. Dinner's at 5.30. I know, but it's an hour behind. Okay, Mom, just look at your clock, and whenever it says 5.15, you start driving over here. But it's only going to be 4.15. No, Mom, it's going to be 5.15. But you said it's an hour behind. Mom, 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 just look at the clock. When it's 5.15, you come over. Let's forget about what time we had planned on having dinner, and whatever time it says on 5.15 on your clock, that's when you go. Okay, that sounds much easier to me. Okay, Mom, thanks. I appreciate it. Bye. Bye. I love you. I love you, too. My mom came over two weeks ago. I'm just going to tell the story real quick. My mom came over two weeks ago, and she came over... With a, uh, I can show it here. Hold on one second. Uh, join us on YouTube. Go to www.tcbpodcast.com and you can watch all the YouTube episodes if you want to see what I'm showing. Yes. Oh my gosh, you told me about this. This is fucking so insane. exciting. So my mom comes over and she says, Irving gave me a piece of art. Okay, Irving gave me this piece of art, but I really don't know what to do with it. It's not my style. So I'm giving it. So I'd like to give it to you. You can keep it somewhere in the house. And so I'm like, okay. so she pulls this out. For those of you who are listening on, it's a it's a block of wood with another block. It's a just a small block of wood with another block of wood that has been shaped like a bird, like a bird, like a dove or something like that. Right. A love bird is what it says. Right. Yes. So it's shaped like a bird. So the two of them are attached. So it's just a wood carving essentially is what it is. However, there is writing all over the bird. It's painted a little bit and there's writing all over the bird and all over the block everywhere you can write on it. It's been basically written on and the back. And so I look at this thing and I'm like, Oh, thanks, mom. You know, I really appreciate the block of wood. bird. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But I start reading the words, which is some kind of Bible verse and something yes. about God and family yeah, or whatever. It's Howard Fencer. I look on the back and, and the- I see that it's been signed by Howard Finster. And my mom persists to tell me that uh, that Irving got this in. um where did he get it? He got it in like Harlem or something back in the 90s. So this was signed wow. 1992. And you know, that's the artist where Jeff and I went to go I stay know. at his house. I know. That's um, why I bring it up. A couple months ago. I yeah. know, with the gardener. 
I mean, now that he's dead too, those those pieces of art are worth a lot of money. Hey, Thanks. listen, Thanks I looked online, me. and some of those I know some of those things are going for hundreds of thousands <laughs> in, of dollars. Like, the, the Met. I mean, they're yeah. they're in they're, there's pieces. There's his works of art are, are very uh, celebrated. Crazy. So I mean, no other piece of art Aww. in this house is now more valuable. I mean, as <laughs> much as I'd like my pearl jam. <laughs> My Pearl Jam poster from 2017 <laughs> to be worth $700, the $700 that I paid for it. This thing is now worth a whole, I don't even know what it's worth, to be honest with you. I couldn't find, there's, it's got to be thousands at least. You think thousands? You need to take it to Antique Roadshow. Yeah. Oh, hey, that's a good idea. I love I'll that show. I'll take it to show. Antique Roadshow. I used to love that show. I used to go, when I worked at the restaurant business, I would go home in between shifts when I would work a double. And what I'd do is I'd pound two beers real quick and that'd make me tired and I'd go take a nap with the Antique Roadshow on <laughs> Oh, nice. That was your go to sleep. That was my go to sleep. But I always wake up with a hangover. I find it fascinating. All the people are digging up out of there. Fascinating. Did you see that the the most recent Antiques Roadshow and the news thing was that a guy took a Banksy to a Banksy? Banksy. Banksy? Yeah, the the artist Banksy. Yeah, Banksy. That's how you say it. Yeah, he's a famous. You know, street artist artist. from England. Yeah, street artist, and nobody really knows who he is, and they think they know, but anyways, we know who he is. Yeah, people know who he is. He's the kid who played (laughs) ET, the guy who was in the suit. I'm not kidding. Nice. I didn't know that. (laughs) So he tried to he tried to get an estimate on how much it was, and the guy shut him down. He was like, Banksy doesn't allow this. You took this from a street. It's pretty much stolen from public, you know, the public. And uh, we can't even value it. And Banksy won't authenticate it either. And so the guy got shut down. Really? You're yeah. kidding me? No. So dude steals a piece of street art, brings yeah. it to the antique road show, says, yes. eh, I found this on the side <laughs> yeah. of a wall, How so I cut it, it out. Because, yeah. I mean, his, his works of art sell for millions of dollars. Well, when he does so. a work of art that is that is commissioned, right? Because I think he does, like, commissioned artwork mm-hmm. uh, for charity yeah. or something like that. So when he does commissioned art, then it sells for millions yeah. of dollars. But he doesn't mm-hmm. allow the street stuff to be taken. No. And that's just fucking rude if I don't say so myself. But here's the problem with Banksy or Bansky or whatever his name is. With Bansky, Banksy, <laughs> Banksy, <laughs> Bansky, Banksy, come and see my Banksy. <laughs> Picturing a cane involved yeah, in this Yeah, you got dance. cane and there's <laughs> the, the, the clod hoppers. <laughs> Jane's a real clod hopper, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> so when you have a, when, you, when you're spray painting stuff all over town, right, it, it, it leads to people... Probably imitators that, that where the street art is not real, right? How do you authenticate a, a Banksy when you don't even know if he did it or, or, or what? I mean, if you won't authenticate it, then how do you even know which one of them is real, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the issue. And I think that's purposely why he makes it nebulous. So it can never be authenticated because there's a bunch of other people out there that are running around pretending to be him too. Like I've seen shit in downtown and, you know, doesn't he sign it with a weird X or something like that? Some of them. Something like that. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not an expert on all this. I re- I'm not an expert on. <laughs> There's street a good art. Amazon show about him. It's pretty oh, interesting. It? Yeah, it's called yeah. Leave Through the Exit or something. <laughs> something like Leave that. Through the Exit Door. <laughs> oh, Leave Through the Gift Shop. Exit Through the Gift yes. Shop. I think that's what it's called. Yes. And he's a he's a, he's a part of it. But I do think it, they think it's the kid who was in the ET suit. Huh. Uh, directed under Steven Spielberg. You know everything, Brian. You internet I just expert. totally made that up. 
www.tcbpodcast.com is where you go to find all the show notes. You can see, you can listen to all the episodes. You can now watch all the episodes on YouTube. If you'd like access to the after show, which is a small show that we do after each episode on YouTube, you can go and join the break room, www.tcbpodcast.com. Now, here's where things get interesting. Chrissy and I are now uh, providing content for our Instagram and YouTube pages separate from what we do on the show. So you want to make sure that you hit us on Instagram at The Commercial Break. You can join our Facebook page. You can like our Facebook page if you want. We post some of the stuff there. But what Chrissy and I have decided that we want to do is we want to take our, just like many people may not have known that Banksy uh, is the kid that was inside of the E.T. suit being directed by Steven Spielberg for the 1984 world-famous movie E.T. Also, <laughs> E.T. Uh, we want to be official about it. <laughs> Just like you the don't know that. The extraterrestrial. The extraterrestrial. And, and the little girl in that movie grew Drew up Barrymore. to be Stormy Daniels. No. Oh, Brian, it's not, that's no. not true? No, that's true Barrymore. <laughs> oh. I was reading Breitbart, and I you were, <laughs> you were very confident though. I was, man. I, I I thought that one was true. I'm on a I'm on a Facebook group <laughs> called ET is Real, and uh, anyway, they said it there. yeah, okay. So Chrissy and I consider ourselves experts in pretty much any topic, any subject. And so what we'd like to do is we'd like to provide a service for you as the listener of the commercial break, absolutely free, no charge. no shipping and handling. If you have a question, yeah, if you have a question about any topic, including the commercial break, we would like you to email us info at tcbpodcast.com. That's info at tcbpodcast.com. You email us your question and each show we are going to take time to answer one or two or three select questions. If we select your question to be answered on this show, you will receive a signed copy, you will, re- <laughs> you will receive a Howard Finster piece of, <laughs> piece of art and a signed copy of one of Banksy's pieces of art. <laughs> you can also hit us up at Facebook or Instagram with questions as well. It I doesn't am, have to be email. I'm starting to learn this Instagram <laughs> shit. I'll tell you what, my wife Insta. is whipping the chain. She's like, people don't. People don't correspond with the brand. They correspond with the person. And I'm like, yes. oh, okay, smart ass. I'll show you how to do that. And then I'm like, how do you open the Instagram page on the net? She's like, you don't. And I'm like, but I went to www.instagram.com and it doesn't open. And she's like, that's because it doesn't. It does. That's not how it works, Brian. Right. Man, I'll tell you what, for $49.99, I can teach you how to use Instagram. Oh, look, Henry well, Fonda. Well, hello, well, Henry. well. Oh, hi, Hodley. How are you? I'm I good. I had, a great, I had a great time on our date. Oh, it was wonderful, wasn't it? <laughs> I wooed you and I snowed you. As they say in my country, I whined, I dined, I did 79. What is 79? <laughs> It's almost when you get all the way in the position of 69, but she's just standing straight up and saying hello to each other. It's like a handshake. <laughs> wow. You Sounds talked like... about 79 and we didn't, we didn't go there though. Well, thank you very you much. know, I'm a married woman. I do know you. Well, I know you're married to me. Thank you very much. This is a highly disputed topic in the Fonda household. I just want you to know this. Uh, COVID, we are turning the corner on COVID. Okay. 
Okay, you hear what I'm saying? Yes. Okay, Russia is a hoax. And additionally, Jeff is not married to Hodling. It's just these are the truths that I live by here on my side of the world. I don't even know what you're thinking. It's amazing that we can get the same information and come up with two different conclusions. <laughs> but I don't think you've like ever had like a ceremony or anything, Henry. I mean, I think you're just, I think you're taking this a little too far. The thing is, in my country, we don't have to have a ceremony. I told you, if two llamas run around each other, one <laughs> spitting at the other one's butt, and I say Hodley's names three times in my foreign tongue, then this is it. We're married. There's no, uh, there's no discussion about it. What is your foreign tongue? Saharan Desert. <laughs> That's not even a country. <laughs> don't want to give that away right now. At this time, I'm being investigated by some... Very, very dirty, dirty people, and I do not want to. Who are you being investigated by? The Washington Post. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Jesus <laughs> Christ, that sounds crazy. So listen, anyway, I wanted to come and tell you that I can help you out with your Instagram. I see now you've got uh, seven followers on the Instagram on the commercial <laughs> break page. Well, this is a fantastic start. I think you really need to boost up your presence there on the Instagram. No, I think we, I think we can all agree. Holy agrees. I mean, everyone here at the commercial break agrees that we should have more Instagram followers based on our listenership. But the problem is, is that we're just having trouble getting people to get over from the podcast over to Instagram. I can see how this would be a problem. So I have a team of people in Indonesia dedicated to boosting your Instagram presence. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to pay for subscribers or likes or whatever it is because it always ends up backfiring. This is one. This is foolproof. We have over 250,000 Indonesian people that are in our network, and they all are looking for a comedy podcast to listen to. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So far, we have over 450 million views on our Instagram page. <laughs> that's crazy, wow. Henry Fonda. How did you accomplish that? I just basically make them work night and day. <laughs> I mean, let's be real honest. They work for seven cents and some chowder. <laughs> Henry, that is not, I do not want to, I do not want to be a part of a sw yeah. of a sweatshop that's going to get Instagram likes. It's not that important. You don't even know how important it is. Let me tell you, with the upcoming election, it's going to be very important you have an Instagram presence. What does the what does the election have to do with it? I'm not sure, <laughs> but if you could forward me 49.99, I would appreciate it. <laughs> okay, listen. Uh, why don't you help Hodley out with her Instagram? Because I think she needs yes, help with her Instagram. I'm starting an Instagram. Are you struggling with Instagram as much as I'm struggling with Instagram? Yeah, yeah. I, I really am. Henry, though, can sounds like he's got a good, a good kind of a good thing going. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you anymore. Oh, Henry. I want, I want a don't... redo of our day. No, this is no, no, I'm not taking this very seriously. You see. You told me we were going to have a night where we would go out, we would have some fun, you would stay at my house for a week or two. <laughs> help me I clean, never said that. Help me either. organize things. Well, that's what I heard. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's how I interpreted it. <laughs> help me organize some things in my closet, and then uh, we could put additionally tack on an extra two or three weeks. What ended up happening was I got a Zoom call that only lasted three minutes. <laughs> And and I did. I just want you to know, I had no idea that my pants were off. Right. right. Did you pull a tube in? Well, listen. You, you I, pulled a classic tube in. <laughs> you pulled the tubes, didn't you? I thought this is what we did. <laughs> I thought this is how the new Zoom, the, this is the new Zoom in etiquette. Everyone just takes their pants off. <laughs> okay, Henry, listen. I think what happened was is that Chrissy's a little creeped out by your aggress, the aggressive nature at which you're coming after her. I mean, you're just a guy who runs a podcast platform, and now all of a sudden you want to get married to her. 
Okay, okay, okay. Maybe I take maybe I maybe I came on a little strongholdly. Let me let me rephrase what I'd like to do. I will help you out with your Instagram page. If you agree to send me six to seven pictures of you and yourself without Jeff a day for the next six months. <laughs> Let's call it a private Instagram page. <laughs> Let me think about that. Okay, I'll take that as an answer. Okay, Henry, we got to get on with the podcast. Okay, thank you. Podcast <laughs> universe, we're always here to help your ego. Okay, bye. Thank you. <laughs> oh, one more thing, Brian, I wanted to say. If anybody has a question for Henry Fonda, I think they Ooh. should also be able to email info yes. at tcbpodcast.com. Seeing as my website down right now is currently down because I have not paid the guys who built it. <laughs> okay, listen, if you have a question for Henry Fonda, you can email info at the TCB pod, yeah, info at TCB podcast too, and we'll happily pass that along to Henry and maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe he'll answer it. Thank you. I appreciate your help. Okay, bye-bye. Bye, Henry. Bye, Hodley. <laughs> maybe we'll talk later. <laughs> wow, he seems very upset about whatever happened on your date. I think he had one idea and I had another. Hey, and listen, Jeff had another. Say la vie, story of my life. <laughs> story of the story of the United States of America right now. I had one idea, they had a totally different one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so go to tcbpodcast.com and join the break room. Okay, so we're over with that. Listen, I we're recording this on Sunday and I got to be honest with you about something. I I'm really irritated with Sundays. While I enjoy the Sunday television, the older I get, the more that I actually don't like Sundays. Are you a big fan of Sundays? Or maybe it's just COVID. Maybe it's like, maybe because well, I, I yeah, don't do anything. Well, yeah, everything's kind of topsy-turvy with COVID and what day it is is subjective. <laughs> I feel like Sunday is the Monday countdown where I'm just walking the plank and getting ready for a deluge of shit that I don't want to do because I get a reprieve. It's always been Sunday. Yeah, it's always been Sunday. When I was younger, I I felt like I could take it. What's that? I said I used to get anxious. Oh man, I I get anxious. You know, if I if I was at a job I didn't like, well, shoot, I had to go back to work the next day. I remember in the job yeah. in in the job we were working together. I remember yes. that Mondays we had That's like a That's pretty much the same way. I, I know. It's just such anxiety because on Mondays yeah. we had a series of meetings starting at 8:06 in the meeting. morning. Yes. Yeah, sales meeting and then the projections meeting. What did then, you do? What did you yeah. do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> How are you going to get to $300,000 this week? Yeah. I don't know. I'm at 30. <laughs> I'm going to get there. I've got a plan. Yeah. And I always got the shit end of the stick because if it was, it, was, it always would be like, well, Brian will make it up. And then he'll be like, you know, how are you going to bridge this $600,000 gap we have year over year? Internet. internet. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I used to run the internet sales department for what, for the radio stations that we were at. So what I would basically do is I would, I would teach people or I would encourage people to, <laughs> how, to use the how to use the internet, basically <laughs> a bunch of 70 year old idiots. <laughs> how many times is my banner ad going to run on the news? <laughs> and I'd be yeah, like, it was a big concept to kind of grab for it these was. advertisers. They were used to, to hearing their, for the advertisers I'm talking about for the salespeople. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Uh, they were the like, how many, how many yes. web pages are going to play during the song? And I'm like, how yeah. many web pages are going to play during the song? What the fuck are you talking about? Have you ever been on the internet? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> That's a oh, fact. Wait. Yeah. Hold on. I'm getting a fax order. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs>
one person that we know very well would be like, oh man, I miss the good old days. The fax machine would just be pouring out orders. (laughs) And I was like, when was that? And she was like, a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Radio was slow to catch on, let's put it that way. But then we'd have these projection meetings where you'd have to project how much money you were going to bring in the door, you know, this week, this month, this year, and so on and so forth. And I hated those. It was always so hard. You just don't know. It was I mean, the worst. Yeah. How, how were you supposed to do that? I mean, you, you, okay, you got a client that's going to sign a contract. That's one thing, but yeah. pretending like you're going to make stuff up in the air. And so everybody was just basically fucking guessing, right? Yes. And then it'd be, who's the better guesser, right? right. Who's the better guesser at this? <laughs> well, you basically had to guess and then try to make, get to the number that you guessed at somehow. That's it. And <laughs> and so, but here's the thing is, is that if, okay, when I came on board, you know, the economy for radio was not doing all of that, all no. that great. The internet was really kind of taking a lot of action away. And yeah. the, uh, the, what I guess what they call the heyday of radio. <laughs> hey, turn on your radio. I'm you know, sell a spot for $500. Radio <laughs> used to be crazy back in the day. Radio I've heard used of to like be the seventies and the eighties. People were yeah. partying hard, partying hard. They were sitting there, you know, <laughs> drinking their Cavassier and doing lines in that the bathroom. Being said, when we worked, that being said, yeah. when we worked, it was, we had also had margarita machines in a full bar upstairs <laughs> in the boss's office that I could go to anytime. Yeah. But instead we of being in, we would also do lunch, uh, margaritas at lunch. Yeah, that's at the true. Mexican place. Well, listen, but and I think in the seventies and eighties, the margarita bar was literally in every single cubicle it, downstairs, yes. along yes. with a <laughs> clean mirror. So right. when I got there, no like you know, blade and a straw. Yeah, things on the radio <laughs> were heading down, but things on the internet were heading on the way up. But you know, still not all. You know, but it wasn't the cash I think everybody thought that it was going to be. <laughs> so what would happen was is if things were on the way down, let's say radio station a was making 150,000 less in February than they had made the year before the boss would be like, how are we going to make this up? How are we going to get $150,000 corporate, you know, corporate earnings, blah, 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 blah. And what they would do is they'd sit in these meetings and they'd be like, and the boss would be like, uh, Brian, how much of that can you make up? And then the person who was running the station would be like 149,000. <laughs> I'd be like, I didn't say that. Yeah. We know you can do it. Go out and do it. And I'd be like, you got what this. Yeah, well, I saw one hundred and forty nine thousand dollars. Just take some clients to the Braves game. Salespeople don't even know what a website is. <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed to do that? <laughs> oh, the good old days. Uh, speaking of the internet, have you? Uh, speaking speaking of technology, <laughs> I hear there's a brand new TV that you can get called Amazon. Oh, you can buy an Amazon TV, put it in your room. <laughs> And magically streams right to your face. So I, I watched Borat. Did you get to Borat? Oh, I did. I watched Borat. Oh, yes. my Lord. Very good. Very interesting take on American Very, culture. yeah. Very rarely does part two live up to part one of yeah. any movie ever. There's a couple. Godfather 2, Rocky 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's it. Trolls 2. <laughs> Which is one of my personal favorites running at the house yeah. right now. Trolls 2. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. <laughs> uh, but Borat 2 is super fantastic. It is absolutely biting. I have no idea how Sasha Baron Cohen gets himself in into and out of these situations. I wonder which yeah. ones are made up and which ones are real. But they won't say, notoriously won't say for good reason. I know that some of them are, are real. Mm-hmm. And there was a dogged reporter that I, I read a story. A dogged reporter went out there and made a point of contacting every single 
single person that had been in Borat 2 to find out what the skinny was, right? Yeah. Did you, were you a part Did of you this? Did you get paid? Did you Did get you paid? Know? So a couple of these scenes, people got paid indirectly, but it was mainly so right. that they paid for filming. Like the gentleman who, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, you know, I, I'll try not to give too much away. Actually, I'm going to give it all away. So who cares? It's a Borat movie. You go in, it's still funny, right? I'm not yes. going to tell it any funnier than it is on the screen. You can go right. see it. The plot is thin, but it's a, it's a fantastically hilarious movie. So there's a guy here in Georgia who owns a fax machine, who owns a, like a UPS <laughs> store. Oh my God. I love that guy. Right. And so Borat goes in there and he starts faxing back and forth with his cut, the Kazakhs, the president of, you know, Kazakhstan yeah. or whatever he says. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you're going to die by a thousand goat balls or something like that. And to be the, the guy who owns that store with a fucking dead face just reads these things back to him. Yeah, yeah. Saying the craziest thing. He's like, he said that you're going to die. <laughs> please give your daughter to, <laughs> to, give Mike you, to Mike Pence as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> but the craziest scene in the movie, the craziest scene in the movie is not the one that everyone's talking about with Giuliani, which is a crazy scene, yeah. by the way. If you... If you think you know, if you haven't seen the movie and you're looking at some of the still shots that are coming out and you think you know how intense and weird and crazy that scene is, watch the movie in its entirety because at the end, that Giuliani scene is nuts. Literally, he's touching his nuts. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's literally touching his Yeah, Oh, yeah. He was drawn in. He's pulling a tube in right there. Oh, he was drawn in. (laughs) All you have to do is say you're with American patriots and that'll get you anywhere. Okay. In that administration. American. That's all you have to do. I'm with, I'm American, with American Patriot Network. Yeah. I need an interview. Listen, that's what's going to happen is if Trump loses, he's going to go start American Patriot Network and we're all going to be in for another in the John Jr. 2024. I mean, this oh. is what's going to happen. But anyway, the yes. craziest scene in this movie to me is the scene where they go to the debutante ball here in oh, Georgia. Yeah. That's a good one. A debutante ball, for those of you who don't know, is a Southern tradition of introducing your daughter to the societal world that you live in, which is mainly rich and white. Yep. Right. And introducing her as a woman to the community. So they are like, (laughs) I don't know. They think anywhere from like 15 to 18 years old, I believe. Right. And they dress up and these gaudy gowns and then they go and they have a big party and the fathers, you know, introduce their daughters in some ceremonial type way. It's so re- weird. It's so weird. And it's, it's just so like, weird. it's so fucking weird. <laughs> it's, right? so weird. it's not like a, it's not like a bat mitzvah or a bar mitzvah where there's some like religious theocracy behind it. Like there's some yeah. dogma behind it. It's not like that. It's like, here's my daughter. Isn't she hot? Welcome to the world. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so in this scene, Borat brings his 15 year old daughter And when it's time for them to do their ceremonial dance, and that's what it is. It's a ceremonial dance, uh, even with the white people involved. They start doing this ceremonial dance, and she starts to have her period on (laughs) and takes off her dress, and she's in her underwear. It is no, the she most. She doesn't take off the dress. She just lifts. Oh, the she dress lifts the dress as she's dancing. Yeah, as she's dancing, and, and it's... you can see the blood, and yeah. you're like, "Oh my god!" And Borat calls well, it. I'm what? laughing on the other side because I know what's happening. But the people at the ball really were genuinely shocked. They had no idea what was happening. So some of them walked out. Others were just yeah. like, <laughs> like there was a couple of people that had smiles that they were like clapping along. They were like. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, these African people really know how to do this. <laughs> yes. 
We're getting cultured. <laughs> yep. yep. It was yep. amazing. I have been to a debutante ball. Oh. I have been life. to an actual debutante ball in what I think is probably one of the more exclusive country clubs or social clubs here in Atlanta, which probably makes it one of the more exclusive social clubs in the South. And I went to this debutante ball. Ooh. And while we had our, the people that I was with, I consider normal human beings, right? They weren't like off their fucking rocker. <laughs> it was exactly the way as described. Like it was a weird event where yeah. I didn't get it. I didn't get what was going on. No. Why are we here? Why are we doing this? When I was 15, no one, my dad didn't present me. <laughs> my dad didn't present me. Oh. <laughs> when I was 15, my dad presented me. <laughs> oh, really? Henry. This is a custom in our in our in our culture. It's actually not 15, it's 12. And uh we're presented to the neighborhood. And what are you presented for? Hard labor and sexual favors mainly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't want to go there. Thanks, Henry. Okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> so, I just had a hard time wrapping my head around exactly what the purpose of it was. It just seemed like a place where everyone went and got drunk. And then there was a bunch of young girls running around in cocktail yeah. dresses. Right. But, but you have nice etiquette or something like that. Like there's a whole etiquette. Yeah. Part. It's very, yeah. It's not a, it's not <laughs> like a hyper sexualized event. I don't want to make it sound like that. That's not what it is. It's you're it's presenting so yourself as a prop prim and proper Southern yes, lady. lady. Yeah, you're such a lady. lady. There's three kinds of accents. There's ones with money. <laughs> this is the money accent. There's the one with no money. That's the, this is the one with no money. And that there's the one that lives in Atlanta, which is this accent right here. Yes. <laughs> it's not the Saharan I'm going native to, tongue. I, I'm going to tell you now, Brian. I'm going to explain something to you right now, Brian. Listen here, darling. Listen here. I want to tell you something. People with money don't need to tell you they have money. Mm-hmm. You just But know. people who don't have money need to tell you they have money. And that's, that's how it works. Riche. That's right. When you have new money... You're going to always know it because they've got to tell you they've got new money. When you have old money, you hide it away because it likely came from some plantation somewhere. (laughs) I'm laughing because this is really true. This is super true. (laughs) Very true. When you have new money, that likely means you worked for it. When you have old money, probably came from some slaves. (laughs) We better not tell anybody. I'm running away to the bank. (laughs) Fuckers. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Uh so I see, <laughs> So I see that uh did you see that did you see this crazy shit? So this is Sunday guys. So if it's Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, remember this is Sunday when we're doing this. Uh I have an idea. Talk- what? Yeah. I said or, well I was going to say are you going to talk about um some of Trump's rallies. Yeah, I was going to talk about some of Trump's rallies, but I, what I wanted to say is how these people in Texas surrounded the Biden <gasps> tour I bus. Did you that. see that? Yes, that's so crazy. Listen, I have never <laughs> been in. Let me let me make this absolutely clear. I am not in favor of Democrats uh, bothering Republicans in restaurants and yelling and screaming at them and no. you know accosting them on the street. I'm not a fan of any of that. I don't think a mature republic or democracy does that. I think it's a bunch of horse fucking shit, and I think you can deal with it in a more mature way. Write a letter. Yeah, you just get behind your computer. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. You do it on Facebook like the rest of us. (laughs) You yell at your father-in-law on Facebook like the rest of us. That's what you do. Uh, But that was a scary scene. I watched the video, and they tried to run that. One of the fucking unbelievable. It's like Venezuela now. (laughs) 
We're in Venezuela. Wow. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah, Jeff was showing that to me and I was like, what? What? <laughs> what is going on? How can how could this and be? The, the police were outnumbered and then they had to have a police escort just to get them out of this situation. It's crazy. I didn't That's, see that whole. I just saw the like yeah. a short two minute video of mm. how they were surrounding and the, the bus and trying to slow it down and possibly, I don't know, try, possibly trying to move it toward the side of the road. But what I did see is that there was a a white car right behind it that was like a staffer's car and yeah, one of the trucks came up and hit. just bumped it right off the road yeah and it's like or bumped Scary. it into the other lane and it's it, that's intense like that's so fucking that's intense. Really intense what are we doing no Listen, that's not allowed yeah i hope whatever i know it's not allowed <laughs> that's not allowed <laughs> that's not allowed in this game those are not the rules that's not allowed i'm telling the teacher <laughs> Oh Sticks God. and stones may break my bones. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but you can't surround my my tour bus with your car. It's not allowed. I don't want to sound like a whiny bitch, but that's not allowed. Those no. things aren't allowed. No. Can you imagine if we surrounded the Trump tour bus with cars? Oh my God! Oh my God. Be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Be a fucking well, we nightmare. We just wouldn't do it. We're more civilized. Why don't we that? all agree to do this? Whatever happens today, which I'm speaking in today in the present term, like it's Tuesday, election day, right, or Wednesday. Whatever happens, we accept the results. Right. And we go back to bitching and complaining about the other one, but we don't hurt each other. Right. <laughs> we don't hurt each other. There's no violence. We don't try and steal the election. Yeah. We don't, you know, we don't start a civil war for no reason, race riots or whatever it is. How about we yeah. not do any of that stuff because we want to continue to live in a country that's free and that where we can choose our next leader. And I will yes. accept, just like I did in 2016, I will accept the results, mm-hmm. even if it's not the person that I, that I didn't care for. If it wasn't now, your horse. Yeah, now I will yeah. bitch and complain for four years because that's also my right to do. <laughs> but can we not run each other off the road? I think yeah. that's just like, it's not allowed. We're, just, we're just adding common courtesy on that one, I think. Right. right? But, you know, uh, Trump's out there still stumping. It's Sunday. He's going to do another six rallies today. And I just read in the in the paper where um, these rallies are leaving kind of a trail of destruction as far as COVID is concerned. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Brian, I have to tell you. So Please I, do. I, you know, I opened up my computer the other day and I went to my, you know, one of my go-to news sites. And, you know, the first thing is, is, is Trump deadly rallies. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, COVID. Yeah, he's spreading COVID. These things, people aren't wearing masks. He's doing this. However, when I started to actually read it, no. It, COVID was a part of it, but let's just talk about the rally that was going on in Florida where people got heat strokes and then in Wisconsin, they were getting hypothermia. <laughs> so it's, it's deadly on people many People are levels. literally dying to see this guy. He's, it's like, it's so insane, right? It's amazing. In, yeah, in yeah, Minnesota, yeah. Wisconsin or wherever it was, it's yeah. minus seven degrees outside. Yeah. And people the, are waiting yeah. for like 24 hours. I just have this the vision cold and the heat. of like Trump coming in. He's got two <laughs> heaters under that big podium, right? He's got gloves on and his $50,000 coat and you know, yeah. Air Force One is running behind him with, <laughs> yes. with a bedroom better than any hotel room you've ever stayed at, right? Yes. Room service, hot tea, whatever he wants. A four-story plane right behind him. Mm-hmm. And so he goes there, and for 25 minutes, he riles everybody up. You know, COVID, return in the corner. Blah, blah, yeah. Biden, you know, the it's most gone. corrupt president in the world. Blah, 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 blah. It's gone, it's gone, it's gone. And then he gets back in his hot plane with with a cup of cocoa. And all these people are waiting for a bus to take him back to the parking yes. lot seven miles away. And the buses don't show up. Or they, yep. sh- they, and the, or they show up, but they can't go anywhere because no one has figured out the logistics part of this. Like, it's a one-lane, <laughs> it's a one-way highway. And they don't, I don't know how to get back. 
<laughs> it's so wow. silly. Now, listen, I mean, obviously, I don't think that's Donald Trump's fault specifically, but it just goes to show how inattentive to the like the empathetic details of yeah. life that some of these folks really are, because if you're holding a rally where thousands of people show up, you have to plan for that shit. It's not just, you just don't invite me 10,000 of your closest friends to your house and not put out some fucking crackers and chips. I mean, it's just like, you know, you want to make sure the bathroom's got fresh, a roll of toilet paper in there or something. A candle. Something. I mean, something. It's yeah. just amazing to me. And then my, really and my my twin brother is like, yeah, but Biden's got circles. Circles. He's like circles. making fun of the circles. He comes to Warm Springs, Georgia, and he's got, they've got circles. These big painted circles are like 20 foot radius circles for oh, a group of people to stand in. For, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> well, at least they're thinking ahead. At least they're thinking ahead. But there's only, yeah. uh, granted, there's only like 10 circles. Okay. It's a much <laughs> smaller event, but I think that's by design. I Listen, I don't think that as many people would show up to a Biden rally anyway. That's just yeah. the truth. Biden is not the cult of personality that Trump is. So I don't think that anybody would go stand out in the freezing cold for six and a half hours to see yeah. Biden. I just don't think that maybe some no. people would, but, uh, but you know, he's got, okay. He's got his no, 10 No, we circles. don't want him to like, we, we, yeah, Biden I actually want the guy want to live. To do that. Yeah, we want them to live. <laughs> want the guy and to survive vote. long enough vote, to be our president. Yeah. Vote and live to vote. That's right. So, uh, so my brother was like, "Yeah, but uh, Biden's got the circles," and I'm like, well, "Yeah, but Biden's got the circles and masks. He's got science behind him." Like, yeah, it, Trump is just leaving a tra- trail of destruction. It, it, at least on Sunday, New York Times came out with a article that says that Trump may have contributed to up to 300 deaths because of these rallies without masking mm-hmm. or without mandatory masking that's being held. And I, I can believe it. Like I can understand yeah. if we have 20% COVID rate in this country and some small portion of those people are going to get sick enough to die, then it can only make sense if there's 10 people in a room and two of them have COVID and then you put 10,000 of them in a room, then 2,000 of them have COVID. It's going to spread around and other people are going to get sick and other people are going to die. I don't understand. And here's the other thing too is, uh, and maybe a Trump supporter can answer this for me. And I know, I know you're going to say something anyway, so just go ahead and say it, right? Email. Uh, Yeah, email. Info info at tcbpodcast.com. And please, you know, keep it to a dull roar if you (laughs) keep the death threats to a dull roar. Um, Why are you, why is Trump holding rallies? I don't understand it. These are people that are obviously already going to vote for him. They're already going to vote for him. If yeah. you are going to a rally and you are going to stand next to nine and a half thousand of your closest friends in a pandemic where, yes, maybe not every person is going to die, but some people are, it's like kind of like, I don't know. It seems like very um, non-discriminating. This disease it kills some young people, some old people, some whatever people, but you're going to go and you're going to stand in front of all of those in, next to all of those people in this like a super spreader situation. And you're already going to vote for Trump. What does it matter? Why are you holding these? Well, Who is he convincing otherwise? That's my question. Himself. <laughs> himself. <laughs> I, I understand he, he, that. Yeah. I think I think he has a little bit of a big ego is what I understand. What I can gather. I'm not. I'm not so. convinced of that yet, but I'm starting to think <laughs> that there are signs that yeah. it's possible that Trump might have a big ego. Yeah. My point yeah. is, he's not convincing anybody of anything at any of those rallies. And I understand the TV coverage is good. I, I, to be quite frank with you, I don't understand why Biden's doing them either. Because you know what? He ain't convincing anybody of anything either, especially with only 12 circles. <laughs> 
<laughs> with only 12 <laughs> circles and four people there. Like he's not going to, are those four people not going to vote for you? You convince somebody in one of those circles to vote for you? I just don't think it's the case. Here's the reality. Today, maybe today, Tuesday, we are going to find out if any, if Trump convinced enough people or if Biden convinced enough people. And I sure hope that we find out today. That's all I have to say. Whichever way it goes, I, I hope too, we find Brian. out. We today. might do a live show, right? Here's the thing. And I was about to say this and I, okay. I may add a bumper. Sorry if I... No, 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 no. no. You're okay. Yeah, thank you for reminding me. Uh... <laughs> Chrissy and I have decided that we are going to try and do a first live show try. And I say try because there's a lot of technical stuff that actually goes into doing a live show, at least for two people like Chrissy and I who have no idea how to do it. And so I've been working on this for a couple of weeks and I think I've got it figured out where we can do a live show. We'd like to go live tonight. That's Tuesday night, election night, November 3rd possibly around 10 or 11 p.m. Now, how are you going to find out those details? Well, you're going to go real quick uh, to tcbpodcast.com and you're going to join the break room and we will send an email an hour before we go live. Our intention is to have a small crowd of people so that we can, you know, if there's any kinks, we can work them out. Additionally, we will announce We've got circles. We've got circles. (laughs) We've got... We've got internet circles. We're going to put you in an internet circle. Socially distant. We only have we only have room for three people. That's okay because only two will show up. I know on our first live show, like two people are going to show up. I just know, just know it, and right. it's going to be like my wife. We're gonna, it'll be a test run. And my son, who knows how to use the internet better than I do, he does. Yeah. He calls he, me uh, all the time. By the way, does he? Yes. Does he really? So like Brian just tried to Facetime me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's good. You're like, my he's good. Son, yeah. My son did that. He calls my dad too. He calls my dad all the time. My dad loves it. So go to tcbpodcast.com, join the break room, keep an eye on at the commercial break on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, and additionally, if you want to set, uh, go subscribe to the YouTube channel, notifications will come through when we're ready to do a live show. So if you're catching this in the morning or in the afternoon of November 3rd, uh, it's possible that you catch our live show. And if you didn't catch our live show, then go join the break room and you'll be able to see it on the YouTube channel uh, long after it's over. But I'm going to try, we'll, we'll see if we can do a little policy wonking right there. Yes, on the, I like it. On the show. Isn't that going to be fun? It's going to be super just what fun. You, just what you were looking for out there in the commercial break world. <laughs> Brian and Chrissy to talk more politics. <laughs> Right, because the few There's times we've be done nothing a, on, there will be nothing on on Tuesdays. So might as well. Mine as well. Us. Yeah, it's all going to be a bunch of idiots <laughs> talking anyway. You might as well listen to these two idiots, right? I don't think Brian Williams is going to be this funny. Let's put it that way. Whoever Anderson Cooper, who's going to be on Fox News? Oh, on Fox, God, I don't know. Probably his name's Hannity probably Chet. Whatever. You think Hannity's going to Tucker? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Tucker's a serious news person. <laughs> I don't think that's. <laughs> Do you think they're going to have somebody like serious news person? I don't know the personalities on Fox. Oh, there's a couple of them over there. There's a couple of them over there that actually I think tell it like it is. And while it's certainly. They've quit. (laughs) Well, good for them. They should have. We haven't quite a few of them quit. (laughs) Like the serious ones. Brett Hume. Brett Hume's now. No, Brett Hume's still over there, I think. He is. I've seen a couple of them. Their main one. the, The main one quit. And now he's over at CNBC. 
which is yeah. a horrible place to be. Like CNBC only sh- runs, you know, reruns yeah, Shark kinda, Tank all day long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shark Tank and forensic. And files. so I heard some Republicans were like, "Yeah, well, I came." Um, Shepard Smith, Shep Smith. Oh, they shit. say, "Oh, yeah, Shepard Smith went on CNBC and his ratings were shitty." Well, of course his ratings were yeah. shitty. He's over at CNB fucking C, right? Yeah. I think the point was is they were hoping that some people would run over to CNBC, uh, kind of like a middle of the road, uh, you know, news organization. But the truth is, is that it's CNBC. It's the Shark Tank yeah. channel. That's all it, it is. is for me too. <laughs> Forensic Files so, or yeah. American Greed. Ooh, I love that show. Uh, I hate that show. I can't watch it. I don't want to hear about people getting ripped off. It's just like, doesn't, it just, it just bothers me. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't even want to get into the mentality behind that, but I just don't like people taking advantage of other people and all that stuff. I don't stuff like it me. either. Yeah. That's why you have to watch this show to see I don't have to watch the signs <clears throat> what, of how you could get duped. I know the signs. You're going to make $20 million <laughs> if you give me seven. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the signs. I'll turn it That's into a yeah. million dollars. <laughs> Have you ever heard of space gold? <laughs> I'm going to be the first person to find space gold. <laughs> I've got a brand new coin. It's kind of like Bitcoin. I call it Brycoin. <laughs> B-R-Y, Brycoin. <laughs> We're traded on the New York Stock Exchange. How much do you want? <laughs> For Brycoin? For Brycoin. It's, it's a pump and dump. I need a penny. I want one penny. <laughs> That's all it takes. One penny. You can literally buy a thousand uh, uh, Bry coins with one dollar. Oh. That's it. See, see, it's like the yeah. peso. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the Bolivar in Venezuela, yeah. which is worth less than the paper it's printed on. True story. Wow. They stopped printing them because they're like, hey, we're just wasting money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People use them for toilet paper Jeez. down there. Jeez. Mm. It's so sad. Let's let let's let's hope that we really don't go the way of Venezuela. Would it, no. whichever whoever wins the election, let's hope that we don't go the way of Venezuela. Because Absolutely, that's just not it. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> I think that's all I can handle for one day. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. Wait, 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 oh wait, wait hold ha- on, hold oh, on. We got a happy holy. I want I want I want to invite Chrissy to tell us something positive at yes. the end of each show because we are always. You know, not always, but sometimes we're talking about subjects that are less than than, than fun, like yeah. the election that's happening right now, currently, while you're listening. So go ahead, Chrissy. Yeah, we're just trying to pepper in. A little yeah, we're trying to pepper news. in a little positivity. Good news, EJ. And I have to tell you, Brian, yeah. something that I happened over the weekend that I'm very excited about. Apparently, Eric you're Schmidt. Pregnant? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am not. Unless. <laughs> hmm. hmm. When did I go on a date with Henry Fonda? About two weeks ago. <laughs> Eric Schmidt, the founder of... Yes, one of the founders of Google. Yeah. So he's got a lot of money. We know that, obviously. Billionaire at age 12. It sounds like he's doing some good here. I didn't realize he had started the Schmidt uh, Ocean Institute and had built or, you know, had built. I don't think he built it himself, but he had this thing built, this this underwater machine that can map the ocean and 3D model really? the ocean and it has cameras and all kinds of things. And he they allow this, you know, this institute allows other researchers to use this machine for research purposes. Fascinating. So they decided to go research some stuff over in the coral reef in Australia, the Great Barrier yeah. Reef, coral reef, some parts that were hard to get to by land. So they were able to get in there. Oh, Brian, Brian, you know, you hear all about the, the coral, coral reef bleaching, dying. Yeah, the yeah, coral, yeah. It's called coral bleaching when it's, the waters are too warm because of global warming. 
they were able to discover a whole new coral reef that's as tall as the Empire State Building. That's as tall as the Empire State yes, Building? Yes, and it's thriving and teeming with life and rich marine animals and so just is, was amazing so to me. So is their theory, or maybe you didn't read this, is their theory that the, as the shallower water gets warmer, it's moving to deeper water? It gets, what? What? So, you know, the coral bleach, the coral bleaching that happens, happens because the temperature is raising in in the ocean. And so it gets bleached out. It bleaches the color and the life out of it, essentially, right? It kills it. In the shallow water, gets Mm -hmm. warmer quicker than the deeper water Mm -hmm. does. The deeper water, obviously, you know, we all know that. Colder. Yeah. Basic third grade science that (laughs) I didn't pay any attention to. Yeah. But uh, is is the theory, or maybe you don't know this, is the theory that the the coral life is moving to deeper water because Mm -hmm. it's cooler there. It's going to it's going to where the temperature is good. Could for be, it. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because they were able t- to, they were able to actually spot some life too, like the squid that's this like ram horned squid thing that they had never actually seen mm. live. They had seen shells of it, but they saw it live. Wow. So, anyways, it excited me. I think and I had that live one time at a at a Japanese restaurant in San Francisco. <laughs> oh, great! Did I tell you that? <laughs> no. I had some like baby squid that were actually living. Oh, oh I'll tell yeah. you that story some other time. I don't yeah. want to, I'm about to eat. I don't want to talk about yeah. it. <laughs> it's rather unappetizing. No, That's fantastic. Good for Eric. Good for Eric Schmidt. Yes. Right. And all doing all of his wonderful stuff with Technology all that money. Technology can do some good. Yeah, sure. And that's what happens when you have a trillion dollars at age billion. 12. <laughs> billion. Yeah. Trillion. Listen, I don't even know what we do without Google. What would I, what would I do without a Google? Mm-mm. I don't know. We'd still be using Yahoo. And the phone which, book. <laughs> I kind of miss the phone book sometimes. <laughs> He'd like look up to see if someone someone you liked had a phone, like their own personal phone line. <laughs> oh, I wonder if Jenny has her own phone line. Let's take a look. Nope, it's just her parents' line. Ooh. Well, that, that would just mean you had to call before 8 o'clock. But sometimes when you were a kid and you had like on a sugar high, 13, 14 years old, and you wanted to call the your you know, the crush, and then just hang yes. up on them, right? Yeah. You call to see if they had their own line. Oh. Or sometimes you would just call their parents' line to see if they would answer. They happen to answer. And if they, they did, you, you know. Hello? Click. <laughs> Click. I, so I talked to Jenny last night. Pretty sure we're in love. <laughs> what did you say? Hello? <laughs> she said hello. <laughs> you know how it was. Remember when yes. we were 12 and it was all so innocent? Yeah. When Exciting. we thought Born in the USA was a song celebrating the <laughs> USA? Berlin yeah. Wall fell. Right. God damn, Hudley. I long for the for the gravy days. But <laughs> let's hope that by the end of the show, the next civil war hasn't started. Yes. And that we're we'll all still alive. On Tuesday. On Tuesday, which we are going to try and go live. So, and mm-hmm. I'm saying try because I don't know that we have it 100% together yet. So go to tcbpodcast.com. And join the break room. We'll send an email just about an hour before we go live with instructions on how to watch it. It'll be on YouTube live at the commercial break. Is you can join us uh, on Instagram, and we'll give instructions there too. So, for Chrissy and me, I'm Brian Green and Henry Fonda. I bid you adieu. Yeah. Next time I see you, who knows who what knows? the world will look. <laughs> love you. I love you. Bye. Bye. To get access to the commercial break after show, go to tcbpodcasts.com and join the break room. You'll get access to the after show, YouTube extras, live shows, and much more. Follow at the commercial break on Instagram and Facebook.
It's that squiggly little email thing at sign, The Commercial Break. The Commercial Break is written and produced by Brian Green, co-hosted by Chrissy Hoadley. The Commercial Break returns next Wednesday with an all-new episode. We are available on most podcast providers. Tune us in and ride it out.